1: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back again with you guys for another show another episode of our transfer discussions I say another episode it's a bit of a spontaneous one this Umar of course there's no game today because Arsenal's match against Tottenham Hotspur was postponed through completely legitimate reasons despite what anyone else may say Arsenal following the guidance and requesting the postponement through the criteria given by the Premier League Um, and so myself and Umar thought we'd jump on have a chat about transfers have a chat about kind of where things are at with the different deals that Arsenal are looking to do, where things could change, what new things could crop up in the last couple of weeks of the window, and also interact with you guys in the chat box too. So if you've got any questions throughout the next 20 to 30 minutes that you'd like to get a couple of answers to, or just our thoughts on, do throw them into the chat. And if you haven't done so already, do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the Arsenal if you haven't done so already on our way to 8,000 subscribers. I kind of set myself, not even myself, just set everyone unofficially the target of trying to hit 8K by the end of the window we're gonna see if we can do it it may not happen but try and help us if you can umar how you doing mate you good you well
0: i'm good tom we'd be in a normal circumstance we'd be looking forward to match day north london derby but Mm. all i'm seeing on twitter is just people crying and crying so that's 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 (laughs) that's 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 what my day has been just sinking in the tears of other fans
1: Yeah, just just the taste is just so sweet, isn't it? Just the the (laughs) taste of just annoyance. I mean, just I mean, we'll we'll get your reaction on that briefly. I've obviously Arsenal are a side that draw a fair amount of reaction from rivals, pundits, other players, other fans. Um, But I've never quite seen the mistake of you know prioritising the energy towards the club over the people that have made the decision to postpone the game.
0: Is is I think it's what gets them clicks. You see Eric Dyer putting quote tweets, Jamie O'Hara, even the media Gary Neville. What I loved Ian Wright sticking up for Arsenal, which I which I thought was fantastic. But I like it. We've not been hated in so many years. We've been basically the laughing stock of teams. But now that we're getting hated, I think people are starting to now take Arsenal seriously. So I think mm. they they see us as a threat and. If it's the Premier League, at the end of the day, it's their fault. If there's a loophole and we can take advantage of it, we're going to do it. So you can't discredit Arsenal for doing it mm. when every other every other team has taken this opportunity. So, yeah, they can keep crying. We'll just focus on Liverpool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the game on Thursday is going to be interesting. Liverpool playing a little bit later on this afternoon. It'll be interesting to see how they line up and, and the players they're going to use. But without a game, it has drawn the conversation back to transfers. The biggest story, as we know, continues to be Dusan Vlaovic. Now, the latest information from our perspective, London understands that Edu is doing everything possible to try and push through a deal during this January window. However, there remain reports outside of the UK. Italy, in particular, has seen a number of reports claiming that Arsenal are, you know, offering around €60 million plus Torreira to get this deal done. There's also other reports claiming that Fiorentina's Uh, kind of president is very much kind of done with this and he just kind of wants to move on Vlahovic during this window and kind of wash his hands of it if you will and then there continues to be the issues surrounding the player's agent and the difficulties with trying to get a deal agreed with them how do you view this currently Umar and is it a deal that you're hopeful optimistic of or are you kind of expecting this to be a bit of a disappointment I'm
0: hopeful I'm optimistic because um, I think Vlahovic does want to come to Arsenal um, but these agents in football, Tom, these days in this modern era, they just they have a big client and they just want to take advantage. We saw it with Hussam Owa, his brother, when we were linked with um, Ouah. And there was obviously talks that his brother was the main reason that did that deal didn't materialise, because he wanted a big agent fee. So hopefully they can come to a, a conclusion with this deal, because I think... It could be such a big, big deal for us, especially in this window. You saw Manchester United yesterday. They don't look like a team that, in my eyes, will get into the top four. I just see so many issues, so many problems. They're it up and they collapsed. Um, Tottenham, I don't think Antonio Conte is happy there, if I'm honest. You saw his previous interview the other day and he was. they asked him what his contract situation was. And he basically told them, I'm here until the end of the season, and then we'll assess. If And West Ham, they're having a great season under David Moyes, but with Europa League coming in at the latter stages, I think they won't have a strong enough squad. So I think Mikarteta knows that. I think the board knows that. That now this is the opportunity, the perfect opportunity, that we can now get into the Champions League. And like everyone knows, we need the striker. And... 'Cause at times Lacazette has been brilliant against Liverpool, he's fantastic. He led by example up front, but we need more goals, we need more firepower up front. And a striker like Vlahovic, he can do that for us. And if it's the difference between us getting in the Champions League sixty, seventy million pounds in hindsight, it won't be that much if we get to back into the big stages.
1: i just realized I'm muted. There we go. <laughs> Classic <laughs> problems. Sorry, pop up in the top corner. I oh, always made the mistake. Um, I don't think it's uh, a situation where if we don't get him, it completely rules out Arsenal getting top four. But what it does do is if we were to get him, it's such a huge boost to, yeah. to getting that top four. Because as I say, we are a lack of injury kind of away from disaster right now. I mean, a wishing him the absolute best by the, <clears throat> by the way with the regarding his health and stuff. So with that situation with the exile continuing and now these health issues with him, you don't know how he's going to return. Eddie and Ketty's future is uncertain. We no longer are following Balogun at the club. There's lots of questions that need to be answered. An interesting question from Alan says, why have Vlahovic, why have Vlahovic who doesn't want to play for the club according to the news? And, I don't think this is the case. It's not the information that I have from my part, from speaking to people that know around the deal and the situation with the deal. There's not really an issue with Fiorentina. There's not really an issue with Lauvic. The issue is all associated with the agent in this scenario. The agent himself, and if you haven't checked out, I think it was in the Financial Times. uh, Chris Wheatley, I think, talked about this on our press box show. In the Financial Times, the uh, header of Fiorentina did an interview in which he basically revealed that the agent was asking for something like €8 million just to renew the player's contract and then 10% of any sell-on price, which is unheard of for an agent. I know agents get a lot of money, but I've never heard of a sell-on clause for an agent in a player's contract. It seems ridiculous, doesn't it?
0: Of course, and that's that's where the situation is. Um, So it needs to come a time where... Vlahovic needs to say to his agent: Look, this is a big opportunity for me. It's Arsenal. You need to take your priorities elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Sack the agent. if, 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 if <laughs> at the end of the day, if if he's causing friction, if he's causing problems, and he could potentially harm such a big move for um, his client, get rid of him because you never know. Come the summer, uh, possibly an injury may happen. Possibly clubs may look elsewhere. And then Dusan Vlahovic may not get the club he wants, mm. so he needs to start thinking about that as well. But as a, as I've said before, it, if we can get him, it will be such such a big signing uh, in my eyes. I think in everyone else's eyes as well, because I th- I've I've got a good feeling this season. Mm. Not 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 necessarily looking at. Only ourselves, because I think we're performing well. We've got a harmonious team in place. We look strong. We look together. We can bounce back as well, which has been key for me this season. When there's been a time where we've lost, we've not got good result. We've all, always ban- bounced back. Not in Gun Forest, we lost, got out of the FA Cup. We bounced back against Liverpool. We've seen against United, Everton. We bounced back, went on good runs. But I look at the teams, like I've said, the competition for top four places, and it doesn't scare me. And if we're ambitious, if we if we look to prioritize this window ahead uh, uh, rather than look into the summer, we 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 could be getting Champions League. So I think Arteta knows that, I think Edu knows that, I think even Josh Cronke knows that. Mm. So let's let's hope they can manage to get over the line. But um yeah, fingers crossed, I think.
1: Yeah, i uh, Tom Saval asking, why do you not think that Jonathan David would happen this window? Sign David and Tyler Adams of the North American connection. I love that. Um the reason why is because, I mean, again, it's just through information from my side of things is that Lille have no interest in selling David during the January window. They're looking to try and continue to push on uh, domestically, and they still want to push forward to try and finish as high as they can after they obviously won the, the the league last season. They're not obliged to sell David during this window, and it's much easier for them to procure a better replacement in the summer window as well. So they don't have to sell. They don't need to sell and, you know, David doesn't even have the intention of, of definitely moving this window, but the summer opens things up a lot more for Lille and for David. So it's likely both him and Sven Bottman, who's the other one, will likely move on during the summer window. Um, Harvey says, is it not the agent there to work for the player, not the other way around? I find it weird the agent would not listen to the player. We, we've obviously experienced as football kind of develops and continues to grow the agent's in the game, uh, and you know you can't speak on behalf and generalise all agents, but there's certainly plenty of examples of the financial gain that the agent side of the of football has has changed and how much has exploded. And with a, I think in a situation with Vlahovic, where I believe he's obviously their most prestigious client, um, and I'm not sure about how high profile the other clients are on their books, but when you've got a player that's considered probably second only to Erling Haaland in terms of you know up and coming strikers. There's going to be a, you know, the side of things where they think, well, we can get a huge payday off this possible move. And, and that is certainly what's trying to be done, clearly, from what is allegedly being reported. Um, uh, Fickery says, morning, everyone. If we land Vlaovic and Arta this January, would fourth place be a minimum expectation? It's a good question because at the start of the season, my head was very much, Umar, at the idea of top six is progress. Top six, you get into that, we're back into Europe, we can push again. And, you know, we've taken that next step. However, sign. One of the best young strikers on the continent for six months where, you know, you can get into the top four, it becomes in your hands and you don't need Spurs to drop a couple of points before it is. And uh, the complexion of the expectation for my money probably would shift. And that if we didn't achieve top four, or if we missed out on it through silly mistakes or through not, say, strengthening in the midfield and we did get Blavich, then I really do think there's an argument to suggest that we've missed out big, big time.
0: 100 percent it will be underwhelming um if i'm honest come the end of the season we got these two players and we finish fifth or sixth mm. um because if if lavish comes and he gets say 10 goals uh, even eight 10 goals but i think that would be enough to get us in, into the um, champions league or i think it will be a stopgap signing but there's obviously been um talks and discussions that Juventus don't want to sell him unless they find a replacement mm. so we need to think um for ourselves at the end, we need to think like if if Juventus are not budging if they if they're bargaining they want to find a replacement we should move on to the next target because like it's a stop gap. it's a 6 months um deal just because the players are not there party's not there and he's not there just just for a temporary fix so if 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 Juventus are not budging, I say we move on. Like Genimo and Halden, if he's on the market, if he's available for a six-month short-term deal, maybe maybe that would be an avenue we should go to. Ghana struggling in the African Cup of Nations. Um, Thomas Party maybe back uh, yeah. and, and, and so, so soon I think they so, have to draw
1: don't they if, if uh, yeah. Gabon and Morocco draw Ghana are out I think I don't know if it's a case like the Euros where the top three go through I That's, think
0: is, yeah I, th- I think there's a situation where the top three go through but I don't think Ghana have scored that many think, goals no yeah, well, and I
1: think they would only be on one point wouldn't they as well yeah
0: so yeah. in hindsight it could it could work out but if Arteta wants Arthur if he's the target that um, he set his sights on then who are we to um, basically argue with mm. Arteta? Because I was reading yesterday as well, Edu was the um, person who was negotiating for Emerson Royal, but Arteta said no, and he wanted Tom Yesu instead. So his talent IQ is there. But I think if we, if we can land those two, Champions League is what we expect, because mm. then we're ambitious. Then we've got to say, We've, we've put the money on the table. Then now it's down to the players and the manager to get us in there. So I think it would be uh, my minimum expectation and probably yours as well.
1: Let me ask you this about from Billy's pointed out here. We're eight points off Chelsea in second with two games in hand. Those two games are against Spurs and Wolves, by the way. So two top eight sides um, to take into account. So it's not a given. And I remember sitting here about a month ago when Spurs and United had all these games in hand over us and th- saying, would I rather have the games in hand or would I rather have the points on the board where we are? And I, I definitely said I'd rather have the points right now and, you know, have to play the games. We're going to have to play these games at some point, but... Based upon what you've seen from Chelsea and kind of the way that they're playing, they've dropped a lot of points. Yes, they played Man City yesterday, but I thought they were awful. I thought they're genuinely one of the worst Chelsea, most boring and dull Chelsea performances I've seen in a long, long time. They keep dropping points against sides they shouldn't do. They've got Brighton in midweek as well, another game that they have over us in hand uh, too. So it'll be three games and a half. They suddenly drop points away at Brighton. It's It looks very, very different, the complexion of the league table. and Do you feel like Chelsea could actually get drawn into this top four battle? I think they could
0: um, because the title is over for them now.
1: Mm. They,
0: they're not going to catch Man City. That, that's over. And I don't think it's a harmonious squad. You saw Tuchel yesterday come out in his press conference and he was criticising Romelu Lukaku.
1: What do you make of that? Like, I feel like Arteta did that. <laughs> and and he has in the past. To be fair, I remember when he criticised Nicolas Pepe after the Leeds red card. But too cool, like that was an incredible statement to come out in a press, not a presser, but an interview and, and be so direct, especially so recently after the whole Lukaku controversy exactly.
0: as well. Exactly. So that shows me that this, there, there, this, there's something there not right at Chelsea. Injuries haven't helped them, but when when you're not playing Mason Mount, when you've dropped Jorginho for a game against Man City, when mm. you know Both a win. Both
1: were in my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, <dear me. laughs> i was
0: gonna i was gonna bring in mason Mount, but i decided not to appoint de Bruyne instead So <sighs> it worked out. but um as i said um he, he bought in Ziyech and he bought in Pulisic and Chelsea fans were not impressed because they're not the most quickest player quickest of players they're not direct and i was on what i was watching BT sport um yesterday after the match and they were comparing Saka and Martinelli's performances against Manchester City mm. um, compared to Ziek and Pulisic, and the difference and the was huge because our players were direct, they were causing Manchester City's fullbacks problems that they've never even seen Cancelo. But yesterday Chelsea's attacking threat was non-existent. Mm. So I think we can I think we can catch them, but for me, it's just gonna be game by game. Um just focus on ourselves and come five, six games and the gap has narrowed then we can we can we can think forward, we can think to the future. But for right now, I'll take fourth spot. <laughs> Anything else is a bonus, but for me, just get just get us back into the champions league.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How reliant I mean we kind of touched on it in terms of expectation. But do you feel like if we don't bring anyone in during this window, it rules out top four?
0: No, as as you said previously, it doesn't if we bring players in, if you bring high quality additions I favour us to get into the Champions League. I think we're the favourites. Mm. If we don't bring in any additions, I still think we can get top four where it's going to be a battle with the Manchester United, Tottenham, because we're going to get mm. results. As we've seen, we went to Goodison Park. Don't know how we lost that against that Everton team.
1: I mean, they were <laughs> awful as well when they somehow won. Like... <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, yeah. But we're going to get games if we don't make any additions where we're going to go away from home say Aston Villa will drop points potentially mm.
1: we don't have Europe we don't have an FA Cup distraction either
0: that's the thing that's that's why um, we make signings I'm very very confident we'll get there we don't make signings I'm still confident because I could look at the other teams and I don't mm. think they're very good so I don't know what you think about that. Yeah,
1: I look, I, the point was raised to me the other day regarding kind of the managerial position as well. Um, when I've been obviously saying about kind of top six is, is progression and that, but it was a very solid point was raised that we didn't have Europe this season, um, and arguably without without Europe and now without an FA Cup distraction as well, the reasons that Arsenal shouldn't get into the top four this season are growing, decreasingly, you know, are, are decreasing in their in their frequency. So I think that it's if Arsenal don't achieve top four, it would need to be by the finest of margins um to, to kind of justify things. Because without European football and without an FA Cup distraction and having spent 150 million pounds in the summer, there is a strong argument to say that it should the top four should be a minimum expectation. And when at the start of the season I was when people were saying to me Top four's the minimum. I was thinking, I think that's probably a bit too yeah. harsh. Um, I, I do start to take on those points, considering where we sit now in the league with the potential to make signings, with the fact we're not in the FA Cup, with the fact that Man United are struggling, that Spurs have had their struggles as well, that Chelsea are now starting to struggle. You know, I don't think top six is, and Colin, I don't think top six is a failure. I wouldn't go as far as saying that it's a failure, but what I would call it is if we weren't to get top four, it would be a big missed opportunity, is probably how I would describe it. <laughs>
0: that's that's the thing at the start of the season as i always had the same thoughts as you we get top six we get top five we're competing that's that's what my main my priority was if we're competing against the biggest biggest of teams if we're getting our consistency back and if we're improving our performances i'd be happy it will be a successful mm. season but now the doors are starting to open left right and center the competition is not that good we're looking for key signings in key areas. The team knows how to bounce back. The team's got that mentality that when it comes to a situation, they're not going to give in. So now the doors are starting to open. It would be underwhelming if we didn't get top four, um, for me personally, because when opportunity strikes, you need to take it. And I mm. think now there's an opportunity for Arsenal that they can get back into the Champions League. And if they didn't get into the Champions League, it could be a potential big setback for these players. So yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of talking points, but um, no, I've, I've, I agree with you. I think it would be underwhelming if we didn't get there.
1: Yeah, I think it would be a, a, underwhelming for sure. Um, Colin says, do you think uh, a realistic rebuild is five years? Um, I mean, five years time. Including what we've already seen from Arteta, a realistic rebuild of what's happened. Like it's my view that obviously at the end of the Arsene Wenger era, and I know we're going kind of slightly sort of a tangent from transfers, but it's important when it when the context of what we do in this January window, from where we see the project moving forwards. At the end of the Arsene Wenger era, we're in a, we're in a bad place. Emery came in during that season, and in his first season had a real opportunity to get Arsenal back into the top four. And I think it was his decision-making at the end of that season to rest players against Brighton and Crystal Palace that really cost us top four that we missed out on by, I think, one point at the end of the season. And, you know, lost that final in quite embarrassing fashion against Chelsea uh, in Baku, wasn't it? I think it was Baku that we lost it. And then the following season, he wasn't able to kind of lift the team up from that disappointment from the season before and things started to crumble and actually ended up, by the time we got rid of Emery, Arsenal were in a worse place than they were at the end of the Arsen Wenger tenure. Arteta takes over during that season and we finished eighth, which, you know, a lot of people kind of say we finished eighth twice under Arteta. And whilst yeah, that's factually true, that first season, I think to point the <laughs> finger at him, especially when he went and won an FA Cup in the same season, is a bit harsh. The second season, however, or the first full season under Arteta there is rightly plenty of criticism to be pointed towards Arteta from his in-game decision-making from the decision to sanction a move for the likes of Willian to possibly renew David Luiz's contract instead of going for another centre-back during that window for not signing uh, arguably for making the decision to add those extra years onto a Bamiang's contract, which with the benefit of hindsight looks obviously a mistake. And at the time was very different, but we weren't able to do what we wanted to do during that season. And it was very, very poor This new season comes around, and the Villarreal thing, of course, this new season comes around, and Arsenal in a position after six really solid signings in the summer, improvement of players like Saka, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Martinelli being, whilst what we thought mismanaged, actually turns out was put in at, you know, the right time, and he's starting to get a lot from Martinelli, and I think they, you know, deserve credit for that, but... In this January window, again, some of those issues have crept up. The decision to loan Ainsley Maitland-Niles out before getting in a replacement. The decision to loan following Balogun in maybe before getting in a striker replacement. Continuing to field players like Grant Xhaka, who made a huge error. Um, but when we think about how we dropped Sambi Lukonga before the game against Everton, which we lost, and then or the game against Man United as well, which we then lost that one as well. Some of the decisions and the in-game decisions have been a bit strange. So... We are still very much for most fans, I think sitting on the fence, but they're willing to kind of see where this goes. but I think these transfer decisions that happen between now and the end of the window, umar really will determine what happens in the next six months of his tenure.
0: I agree with one hundred percent with what you said um Artea, he's coming, he's coming to the job, and he's obviously he's made decisions which have been good and he's made some decisions which have been bad at times last season we never had the fans in place and football football didn't feel football i think fans have a big impact look at us this season at the Emirates stadium we've got such a formidable record there and i think the fans have helped there's not been any toxic nature there's not been any negativity at home games even away Mm -hmm. from home it's it's like arsenal against the world now how it was previously so this transfer window is going to be key um a midfielder i'm not saying sign bruno gemarish i would love him don't get me wrong but if there's an assigning that they can make for stopgap who is who can do the job who can fill in when granita gets sent off or injuries then i'll be happy with that but they, they need to sign a striker for me i think for me the priority is a striker because goals mm. win you games Midfield will be good, but as, as far as Lac- Lacazette is concerned, he, he, he's been excellent, he works hard, he's led by example, he's a great captain. But he he can't do score on his that, own. Yeah, he can't do it on his own and he doesn't score that yeah. many goals. Mm. And if we want to get back in the Champions League, goals will do that. So, put all the priority for um, the striker position which at the moment is Vlahovic. And if you can get a stopgap signing, there's so many out there, um, Arfa, Wijnaldum, Aaron Ramsey, yeah. whoever it is. Who <laughs> maybe just, not Ramsey. Maybe, maybe not Ramsey, but someone who, no one, yeah. Yeah, someone who can do a job for us for six months. And um, yeah. yeah, then I think I think we, we can get um, Champions League football.
1: It's The thing is, is that you look at all the teams we're up against. Spurs have got Kane. United have got Ronaldo, Cavani, exactly, Greenwood, yeah. Rashford. Chelsea have obviously brought in Lukaku. They've got Timo Werner. They've got Kai Havertz. All of the teams that are in and around this fourth-place position. I mean, even West Ham have got Antonio, and they've got their own kind of striker issues. But they've strengthened. Like They've brought in some really good, smart players. Signings. I mean, you look at last summer, bringing in Zuma, bringing in the players, uh, the previous summer, bringing in the likes of Socek and Bowen in, the, in yeah. the January before that. They've made smart signings. And Arsenal need to continue on the thread that they've had in the last two summers, which is to add quality through Gabriel and Parten and the six that we made in 2021. If we miss out on this moment to capitalise, uh, and I mean that by... If you can't get Vlaovic, which, you know, is a real big, it's it's a real big reality is we may not be able to get him. But if they are putting all their eggs in the Vlaovic basket and then not having kind of a backup plan to say, bring in say a Luka Jovic on a six month loan deal into the end of the season, or just bringing in anyone. And instead they leave it up to Lacazette and Enketia to carry us through. Then the fingers will be pointed rightly towards Edu for not having that plan B during this window. Because, As you say, I think that the the opportunity to to strengthen is there. And if we don't, at the end of the season, if we miss out, we will point the fingers towards recruitment in January when there was a real opportunity during a crisis period for the squad that we didn't act accordingly, especially with the outs regarding Ainsley Maitland-Niles, for instance, which cost us arguably a place in in the FA Cup. I know it's only one player, but it it could have changed a lot. And the Liverpool game as well. Who knows what would have happened differently if we would have had an extra midfielder, for instance. So... That's the frustration. Uh, I'm going to be really mean, Umar, and, and ask for a prediction from you, though. Um, who do you think is going to sign by the end of the window? And where do you think that would leave us in regards to a top four race? I
0: think we'll sign um, Dusan Vlahovic. I think it's going to take... You think um, we're going to, yeah? Yeah, I, th- I think we'll sign him. It, it, remi- <laughs> it, it, rem- it reminds me of um, previous deals in the past that have coming to fruition in the media, taking a bit of time, there's been problems with the agents, but it's gone over the line, and I think it's going to be similar, um, this window it's going to take time though um, it could be a potential deadline day signing um, so, but I think mm-hmm. I think we'll manage to get on the line, because I think Arteta knows Arteta's not stupid he knows how big an opportunity is he's a clever uh, man at the end of the day and he knows this is Arsenal's chance to strike while they aren't hot mm. so i think we'll get him um alpha mellow i'm not sh- i'm not too sure with alpha mellow i think there's been a lot of talk um that juventus don't want to um sell him until they find a replacement and things have quietened down a bit i think they will get a stopgap signing for six months yeah um, because i'd be
1: surprised if no yeah, midfield, i'd be no utterly midfield, yeah. shocked yeah yeah
0: because i think um Arteta said previously that they, they need a midfielder. And I think they'll get one. But I think come next week, we could be moving on to another target. Because like you said, we can't be focusing our priority on one player and just waiting a few weeks. And at the end of the day, they say, oh, no, sorry, um, he's not coming. So we waste all that time for nothing. So mm-hmm. I think a midfielder, I'm not sure who, but I think Dusan Vlahovic is coming to the Emirates. Fingers crossed.
1: Fingers crossed indeed. Uh the chat box, I'm loving your confidence uh about this. I, I love the confidence as well. I'm gonna, you know, continue to sit firmly on the side of not building myself up for disappointment. So I'm gonna say that I'm not expecting him to be signed. I do think you raise a lot of good points about kind of the, this mirroring a lot of previous deals that we've seen happen. I just think the agent issue is too it's just a stretch too far, I think. And I think that it's one of those where the push from the player, whilst I think he would be opening to join Arsenal, I don't think there's enough push from the player to force this deal through. Whereas like with the Partey deal, for instance, there really was a yeah. push from his side of things to kind of get the deal done. That's the issue I have with this. So I'm not sure with the agent and the lack of you know commitment, I suppose, from Vlaovic. And that's not to say that he doesn't want to join before people misconstrue words just from his side of things, knowing there's a lot of options for him on the table in the summer if he doesn't move. Um, and I, I'm just not 100% sure. I do think we'll sign a midfielder. I'm not sure if he'd be Artemella. I'd be surprised if it wasn't Artemella now because it seems the way this deal was kind of sprung quite quickly and the, the kind of what the, the rumors and whispers around the player in particular being very keen on the move as well gives me hope that that's something that we can do. I think that this week in particular, leading up until the Burnley game, is going to be massive. I think this week is actually going to be more pivotal than yeah. the final week of the window, just in how we kind of get stuff done. I feel like if things aren't if things don't progress and we don't see some big kind of breaking lines this week, it's going to be panic stations at the end of the window. So that's that's the thing. Uh, those that are saying about Tielemans, I'd be very shocked if Tielemans moves in January. Yeah. However... Arsenal do have a, have an interest in the player. Arteta does like the player, so maybe that's something they will go for in the summer if they bring in a six-month loan for a midfielder this window. We'll have to wait and see. Um, there's nearly 400 of you watching. Do drop a like on the video, guys, if you haven't done so already, and subscribe to the Arsenal way as well. Umar, thank you so much, mate, as always. Having a chat?
0: Pleasure, Tom. Pleasure, always.
1: Lovely stuff. Uh, Absolute pleasure as well joining you, Imar. And of course, seeing everybody in the chat box as per. Tomorrow morning, we'll be back with the usual 9.30 Arsenal Agenda series that we do Monday to Friday. So make sure you've got those notifications turned on and that you don't miss that one. Let us know in the comment section below how confident you are of seeing Vlahovic join Arsenal or any other signings. And what are your predictions for the end of January, rumours around who Arsenal might sign? We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.